It's time for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolis. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. I'm sitting here in Manhattan getting ready for the New York City Pinball Championships with my good friend Neil McRae. He's been a guest on the show before, and he was here last year, too. He's here again. Hey, Neil, how are you? I'm great, Jeff. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. I know you're into pinball. In fact, I'm looking at your luggage. It's got all these stickers of, of all these different pinball places you've been on, so probably pretty easy to identify when you're coming into LaGuardia. I want to talk to you about tournaments because you go to a lot of tournaments, and when you go to a lot of tournaments, you kind of get the bug, you know, maybe I could do one of these. Well, that's what Neil McRae is going to be doing, and it's not just a little one, is it? No, it's uh, we're, we're doing a UK Open, which is like a big European tournament um, in London, and kind of a few tournaments around it, and I'm, I'm kind of the TD, and I'm running it. For some crazy reason, I thought I'd volunteer to do that, and I'm really looking forward to it. Wow, you Brits and Scots, my goodness, you know, you've got the birth of Archie and now you've got to have a birth of this big pinball tournament. But the UK Open, it sounds exciting. It's happening in July. What's going to be happening there? It's not just one tournament, it's a few. Yeah, so we thought we'd put a, a reason behind it for people to come for a few days. So we're actually running five tournaments in what we're calling the five days of pinball in London, starting on a Wednesday night and then going through five nights to Sunday and then with the kind of finals on the Sunday for the main tournament, which is the UK Open. I love London. And I said to you when you told me when the tournament was, I said, look, I've only got one weekend. I'm busy in July. Any other weekend, I'll come to this event. I love London. Of course, it had to be on the weekend. My son has a baseball tournament, but that's okay. Next year, I'll plan ahead. But the weekend is? It's the 15th. So we start on Wednesday the 15th, and we go through to the 21st of July. Um, we have a tournament in two or three different locations. One is the first one is a place called Chief Coffee, where we're going to have a frenzy tournament where you kind of you play lots of games and you move around those games very quickly. And Matt Vince, my good friend, is running that as part of this. Um, then on the next day we have at Flip Out, which is our big pinball club in London. We're having a, a special um, league night that's not just also for the Flip Out members, but for others to come in and play as well. So we're having a tournament that night, and then the UK Open starts on the on the Friday night. And the UK Open is is three events. It's the UK Open Main, which is you know which is kind of normal main tournament that you pump and expect. dump. Not pump and dump. It's it's head to head. Oh, so you're grouped into um, there's like five or six groups, and you play everybody in your group head to head. Um, which is quite challenging, takes up a lot of time, but, but luckily for us, we've got a lot of games, we've got a lot of space, so we, we think we can do it. So it means you'll play eight games against your, your, your opponents. Um, then you go into a double eliminational final, very similar. In fact, I nicked it from Trent Augustin, and, and he does a great job at, at Expo. Yeah, Expo. I nicked that exact same format because I really enjoy playing. You like that. big brackets? Yeah, I like big brackets. Well, I think I like playing pinball, and you <laughs> get a lot of pinball in that. Plus, we've got the games, we've got the space, so why the hell not? So that runs kind of Saturday and then into Sunday. Meanwhile, we're also doing a classics, which is pump and dump. So we've got a bunch of classic games, um, pump and dump, and then the top uh, eight go into a, f uh, a final. We'll run finals. Uh, we're going to live stream it. On the Saturday, if you haven't qualified, we're going to run, this is the, the other tournament, we're going to run a, a kind of a friendly, fun tournament on the day as well, just so that if you're here, you've got pinball to play, basically. And that's the five days of pinball. That's pretty impressive, and that's a big undertaking. Now, when you and I have talked before, space 
has always been an issue in the UK, which is funny because you love space so much, but outer space. <laughs> is it safe to say that we're seeing pinball grow in London and there are more locations? Yeah, absolutely. I think it, so. We came together, um, about 10 of us, and we created Flip Out London. Basically, 10 of us are big pinball lovers. We want to get people together, get the most out of the game, run tournaments, run events. So we hired this space, um, we rent it, we pay the rent, and then it's a members club you can join and you can come and go and use it when we're open. And we've got about 50 to 60 games there of all kind of eras, some really rare um, Italian games, some, you know, the usual suspects, Attack from Mars, etc. But there's enough of a group of people that makes that work from a financial point of view, because taking, you know, London's not a cheap city, so taking space is, is expensive, but we've kind of almost got it self-sustaining. Um, we run big events there all the time. You know, we've got a core group now of about 50 or 60 players, which is fantastic. And then there's other places, Chief Coffee, that my uh, Sam owns great. He's another one of our big supporters at Flip Out. Um, he, he has a coffee bar with pinball. Um, and then we're starting to see many more bars and clubs put one or two games in. Uh, so Phil from Pinball Heaven and, and Matt Vince, um, they both run on-location companies and they've started to roll out a lot more games into pubs and clubs. So it's really starting to begin you know, the momentum. Probably... I'd guess probably where the U.S. might have been maybe four or five years ago, where you started to see one game pop up here and there. Hey, that's how it starts. And then, you know, like you say, it snowballs. Whether you're a home collector or not, you start with one, and then, oh, there's a couple more, and then you're like Neil, and you build an arcade. But Mark Silk was talking about that pinball heaven. It sounds like uh, they're really a fascinating place and, and really doing a great job. Phil, who's, who runs Pinball Heaven, and um, Kirk, who runs Tilt, that kind of hosts all the Pinball Heaven games. It's a, it's a really great bar in Birmingham. Got some really ex- nice... If you like beer, it's the place to go. Beer and Pinball, really great place in Birmingham. He's got about 25 games there. It's, it's the next biggest place after Flip Out. Um, and he's got all the latest and greatest games, but also some really great classics. Like they just put a beautiful fun house in there that Pinball Heaven restored. Some really nice games. Kirk's a brilliant player as well and, and a really good guy. So if you're in the UK, visit Flip Out and visit Tilt for sure. Now, I know a lot of people listen to this podcast for pinball information, whether it's to find out about a person, about a tournament. But really, what a lot of people do listen to this show for is to learn a little bit about politics. I know you don't think so, so let's just dumb it down for people and talk about what Brexit means and what's that going to be like in July in England. I'll be honest with you, I think no one will notice the difference. I just, it's, it is the biggest noise. So I, I work in the telecommunications industry and the amount of effort I've had to put into this. And, and believe me, I want to stay in Europe. I think the closer our people are together, the better the world is. But we made a decision, fine, okay, let's get on with it. Unfortunately, our, our government needs a good kick up the backside, as I might put it. <laughs> But genuinely, I think Brexit will have no meaning. You know, we might be out of Europe, but the simple fact is is that Europe's the next closest place that you can go. You can't move where the UK is. So my view, no one will really notice any difference. And there'll be another thing to blame for why things aren't great for some people. For me, I just try and look forward, make the best of it. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, in in a world where Brexit exists, how can I make the best out of it? Simple as that. I like your outlook. You know, in Canada, we have that every once in a while. People bang the drum about Quebec and just, you know, oh, are we going to leave too? And uh, I think now maybe we can see what happens with England and Brexit as an example. You know what? I'm going to skip politics right now. I'm going to go back to pinball if that's all right, Neil. Hell yes. Okay. (laughs) 
tell us about your arcade because I remember when you were first building it. What's it like now? What do you got in there? It's great. We we got um, I got twenty games in there. It's, space is now a problem, and it's kind of one in one out. Latest game I got was Deadpool. Fantastic game. Gomez and the gang really really nailed that. Really fun game. I got a, a, a restored Meteor. Um, I really like those the stern games of that area. They're beautiful to play. Um, some a couple other Bally Williams games, The Shadow, which I think is a great kind of competition game. And recently, spending a lot of time playing Batman sixty six. It's an old game, but I just love it. Again, another great. It's an old game. Stern. Well, it's in the kind of fast moving pinball launched every three months now. It's yeah. a relatively old game. I mean, it's two thousand sixteen when I went to Stern's factory and they unveiled it. And and um, I'm a I'm a kind of a superhero nut. So it's just there's so much to it. There's so much uh, different ways you can play it. When I'm playing and the Joker laughs or the Penguin laughs, I, it just makes me laugh. I just think the whole thing's hilarious. So, yeah, and I've got, um, yesterday at Sunshine, I played um, Black Knight, a new Black Knight game, really great. I've got one of them on the way, so that's the next the next new game on its way in. And then something will have to leave, won't it? Yeah, and something will probably go to flip out. So we got space there, so this is one of the, the, the useful things for those like me who hoard... Um, I don't have to worry about giving it, you know, selling it. I'm gonna, I'll probably move one of the games into flip out, which means all the, the members can benefit from it. In England, is it easier to come across newer games than older games? I think it's it's probably a 50-50, actually. It's probably not a lot of difference. So, Pinball Heaven is where I get all my games from. Phil's got a good stock of games and all the latest ones. He's a stern dealer. He's also the main distributor for JGP and, and Chicago Gaming. So, he's the he's my kind of go-to guy. And, you know, the challenge we have is stern launch a new game. It takes, like, you know, two months on a boat to get to cross the Atlantic. So, we're always a bit behind. Um, Wait a minute! Didn't England have the first Star Wars game? Though I think I remember Levy playing it when Gary Stern that, was there. That is true. That was. We, I think we also had an early Beatles as well. But that well, was, that makes that sense. Was, yeah, that does make sense. But that was kept a bit quiet. Yeah, occasionally strange things happen. So we had Beatles early. We had Star Wars early. Actually, we had Monsters quite early. Had, I was able to That's play right. that in, in uh, January at Pinball Heaven. They had it. Yeah, and you know, again, sometimes we get lucky. Other times, it, so it feels quit forever. whining about this boat, Neil. I mean, <laughs> it sounds like you're doing fine with the new games. No, abso- absolutely. We're doing fine new games. And in, and in old games, you know, we, we have a great forum, Pinball Info. It's like a UK uh, forum. Best place to buy games. Avoid eBay. Avoid all these other places because it can be risky, but there's a good community. You there. realize eBay's a major sponsor of Pinburg, oh, yes, and you're wearing, you're wearing a Pinburg spurt. Don't, <laughs> don't avoid eBay. Is what no, don't mentioned. avoid eBay. No, definitely don't avoid eBay. In fact, buy more sh- on eBay right now. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. Buy from eBay. <laughs> the Neil McRae endorsement. It's not that eBay is bad. It's just some there's some certain characters there that you know. Um, well, you got to check their ratings. Yeah, exactly. And and you're spending a lot of money on a pinball game. You want to make sure. It's the same with Craigslist or Kijiji absolutely. in Canada. Yeah. Buyer beware. Buyer right? beware. Absolutely. That's it. okay. I get what you're saying. Now, what are the big things that you're worried about as you get ready for your UK Open? Like, what are the things that you as a TD think? Okay, got to make sure we do this because they did. It right. Two things that the games don't break. I mean, that is number so important. important. Number one, most important, the games don't break. So, uh, there's nothing more frustrating than mid game, you know, something doesn't work. Second thing is that the kind of tournament software and the process of running the tournament works. I didn't even know well. your answers, by the way, but those are the two in my books, too. Yeah, if, I mean, I, I, I ran one, a small tournament where I didn't get the number of rounds right and it just caused a load of chaos for a few minutes. 
I was able to work my way out of it, but you just want everything to be smooth and simple so that people are talking about the pinball and not talking about the TD. That, that's my goal. Good point. That's my goal. Yeah. Now, are you having some complex rules made up first so that everyone can see it and then you don't have to kind of make a judgment on the fly? Well, so we're going to base our rules off the kind of IFPA PAPA rule base and one or two tweaks to that that, that just suits kind of Europe a bit more, but nothing dramatically different. No swearing, yellow cards for swearing, you know, no machine abuse, all that sort of stuff. Large failures, small failures, we, you know, we run them the same. Every third game you have to sing God Save the Queen, I know, I know. <laughs> Yeah, only if you're Welsh. Um, no, so I think, I think, um, you know, literally the, the goal is that everyone kind of comes in, has a great, um, you know, tournament, goes home talking about the tournament, much like last year when we came to NYCPC. I mean, I, you know, I know Levy and the, and Tim and Paul and, and all the guys that run NYCPC, some I met last year, they put a lot of effort into it and it was just such a fun, fun weekend. I thought that's what I want to do. I want to run a weekend like that. So I'm hopeful uh, that we can do it. I've got a great bunch of supporters, the flip out members. Um, Martin Abe, who runs Pinball News, he's, yeah. he's one of the supporters. Oh, good. So we've got a good bunch of guys that are going to help run it, and hopefully they won't mind me being the boss for the weekend. But um, other than that, I'm really looking forward to it and, and hoping that everyone goes home talking about great pinball. Well, it's always tough for a first time launch tournament, but you've got a lot of experience with your travels. You get to go all over and see different pinball tournaments. So you can kind of take the best from each. Now, as we're here in New York City, you know, we were talking about things to do because we're here a couple of days early yeah. and you get to see some of the wonderful sights here. And I know you're going to see the Statue of Liberty. It's something that you and your wife haven't seen before. So maybe yep. you'll enjoy that and you'll see that. You know, you check it off the list. Okay, done it. Check it. And I said, hey, have you gone to the 9-11 Memorial? Because to me, it's, it's just breathtaking. And what did you tell me? Yeah, I went to it, it, it meets. It, it meant quite a lot to me. I was actually here on um, on business in Manhattan the, the day that horrible event happened. Um, and normally, actually, I normally stay in a hotel um, called the Marriott Financial, which was right next right, right next door. Um, that hotel was full, so I was actually staying in the Marriott in Times Square. And we have a the company I work for at the time, Telecommunications. There's a couple of big telecommunications nodes in that part of town one on 25 Broadway and one on 60 Hudson Street, which are right in that kind of area where, where all that happened. So I spent a few days here afterwards um, trying to keep things running. Like, Plus the planes are down too. You couldn't go anywhere. I mean, you, even just getting off Manhattan was challenging because all the, all, you know, they kind of stopped pretty much everything. Um, you know, a shout out to Mario at the time. They really looked after us, but it was, it was a harrowing time. And, you know, I always had something. New York's always just—it's just one of those places that you know is—it's an amazing place to go. And, and the, actually, the World Trade Center—I studied at university. The guy who, who built a Japanese architect, um, I studied his lift design because the lift design for the building was was kind of very modern, very new. So you know, it was a terrible thing. Lots of horrible things happened that day. But New York's has got a special place in my heart. The people here got a special place in my heart, and I was trying to help keep telecom stuff running so that you know people could make calls and stuff, which was challenging. It's not a question I've asked, actually, some of my New York friends, you know, were you out and about trying to help in other capacities? Like, what were the big needs the days after that? The big, I mean, the big need for me was, like, family at home. Yeah. No Get way. home, Neil, right? That was the, that was kind of the number one need. The other need was, is it over? There was kind of a sense that everyone was kind of quite tentative, and what's normally quite a chatty, friendly city, you know, you could feel that there was that something had stepped back a little bit. 
you know, I went down to where 60 Hudson Street is, and there's a huge telco kind of data center there. It's been there for, I don't know, 20, 30, probably longer than that, 40 years since I've been in the industry. And I just went down there and said, hey, can I help? You know, is there yeah. anything, anything you need? Because they were, there was no power, they run on generators. But, you know, being a Brit, probably, you know, they were, you know, it was like, well, you know, we've got our own people here. So, yeah, yeah. so you kind of think, okay, you guys know what you're doing. Actually, it sounds somewhat crazy now, but one of our sites on 25 Broadway was on generator power, and we're starting to run out of diesel because it had been on for quite some time. So it's like, okay, we need to get a tanker onto the island. And, of course... You just yeah. couldn't, yeah. So fortunately, I mean, this is this were you know one of one of the highlights of of my career in many respects. The community that came together to help each other. Normally, com- com- competitors suddenly want to help each other, you know, for the good of the people. So mm. one of our one of our competitors figured out how to get um, these along, shared it with everybody, and then we just used the same process. And actually, I'm really proud to say the the bit of stuff that my company looked after through the whole thing. You know, was servicing and helping through the whole period. So uh, yeah. it's it, it's a tragic thing, and the, what they've built down there. If you haven't seen it, go oh. see it. It's it's beautiful. I think I've been Very three beautiful. times, yeah. and you're right. It's just it moves me every time, and you learn something different, and it is special and. Like most of us, you know, our age and even slightly younger, you'll, you'll never forget that day and where you were and, and what happened. But uh, thank you very much for sharing that story. And thank you very much for letting us know about the UK Open happening in July in London. And boy, you've got your hands full, but I think it's going to be a great show and I wish I could be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. It's getting closer and closer and then it will start to become very real because it's the next big thing for me. And then and off to Pinburg afterwards. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. Flipoutlondon.com if you want to find out more about it. We've got a lot of the uh, European crowd coming over. Um, it's an ECS tournament, so we have this European qualification nice. system. So you get points towards ECS, and there's like a big European pinball championships that you can play in. So um, there's big points on offer. It's probably in the UK the biggest Whopper event just because of the size and, and also the, the quality of players that are coming. All right, Neil, all the best to you, and I hope you and Mandy enjoy your time in New York. Thanks, Jeff. It's good to see you. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com, and please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. I'm Jeff Teolis.